Greetings, church and friends of the church. This is the uh, scripture lesson and the sermon that were offered as part of the gathering of the Valley Forge Presbyterian Church for worship on November 21st, 2021. The scripture is from John's Gospel, chapter 18, uh, verses 33 to 37. Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, so you are a king? Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth, listens to my voice. So on this uh, Sunday in King of Prussia, we celebrated Christ the King Sunday, which is the last Sunday in the Christian year. So every year, Christians around the world uh, live and worship and serve while retelling the Christian narrative from beginning to end. And we do this because it helps us to remain in the story of Jesus and, and to not think it's just about us. So we start with the pre-Jesus Advent season of watchfulness and hopefulness, actively waiting while we name all the reasons we need God to intervene in our world and to come in this way. We celebrate the coming of the Christ, the birth of Jesus of Nazareth on Christmas. We celebrate the Epiphany. That realization that this Jesus is the one who embodies God's presence and love. We move into the season of Lent. As we remember the events that led up to Jesus being captured and crucified. The conflict between his ways of love and grace. And the legalistic structures that privileged the Pharisees and the chief priests who would ultimately call for his death. And we learn that to follow Jesus is not safe religion, but difficult, often sacrificial engagement of the world around us. We remember the promises about God that Jesus made at his last supper of life and salvation offered unconditionally by God. Very different promises than, than those of the religion around him. We remember his surrender to the self-serving norms that are this dark side of our humanity. And we remember his triumph over all darkness on Easter. We remember his promise to send his spirit to guide and lead his people in his mission of restoring peace to the world. And we remember that promise fulfilled at Pentecost. And we spend most of our year in something that's called ordinary time. And that thing that is ordinary to us, the thing that we do more than anything else, is to live 
and serve in that place of looking and listening for the Spirit of Christ to lead and guide and reshape us. That's that's the heartbeat heartbeat of our identity as the Church of Jesus in the world. And then our Christian year comes to its conclusion. After hearing, living, worshiping, serving amidst all these other movements within the Christian narrative, comes to its conclusion with our deepest convictions compelling us to make our confession that Christ is King. There is um, no other conclusion that would be fitting for the church as it relives and retells the narrative of Jesus year after year. Any other conclusion would be lacking or illogical. That would be like if I were able to tell you this whole story of how Blair, my wife, was born in Colorado, but how her dad's job serendipitously moved them to Eastern PA, and how we became aware of each other through school and youth group, and how our friendship grew to be such a meaningful thing, and how her love for me became such a life-giving and, and central part of who I am, and how I'm so incredibly grateful for her and want to sing her praises to everyone willing to listen, but then I don't marry her. Instead, take her love for me for granted while seeking power or money or fame or whatever. That ending doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit the rest of the narrative. That's my story. Our story has to end with the confession of my love for Blair in response, my commitment to her in response to hers, my willingness to sacrifice of myself for her sake, like she has done for me. The end of this narrative that we Christians relive and retell year after year after year, this narrative of companionship, love, help, support, gratitude, and singing of praises, cannot end with us Christians then failing to commit ourselves to Jesus and in, instead taking his love for us for granted while we just seek power, money, fame, comfort, pleasure, whatever. Serving ourselves or serving someone else other than Jesus because that other person promises to benefit us. The end of the Christian narrative has to end with our confession of our love for Christ, our willingness to sacrifice for his sake, and our commitment to serving him with our lives. After hearing, remembering, celebrating, and worshiping amidst all these pieces of the story of Jesus, the logical conclusion to our years to say, yes, we are those who claim Christ as King, as Lord, as the final say in who we are and what we do. Those who have lived and engaged the story of Jesus have been coming to this conclusion ever since he first walked the earth. In, our, in this scripture lesson, in this episode from John's gospel, we hear Pilate question Jesus about whether or not he was the king of the Jews. Obviously, this means there were people calling Jesus their king. And when we hear the word king, and maybe they in the crowd too, Maybe they imagined a monarch. Maybe that's what we imagine. Someone in a place of political, governmental leadership. The king was the ultimate authority and was to be obeyed and followed. 
So maybe Pilate was asking whether or not Jesus was declaring himself to be some new political or governmental leader, whether or not he was leading some sort of revolution to overthrow Jewish leadership and or Roman leadership, including him. But we know that this is not what Jesus was interested in. He wasn't after physical, political power. And so he told Pilate, my kingdom, it's not of this world. In other words, it's, it's, it's not a political or a national or a geographical kingdom. It's, it's not about storing up physical wealth and treasure as a leader of a movement or a people. It's not about controlling people of a certain race or, or religion or region or region. If this were true, if he were, if he was attempting to build a physical kingdom of power and control, then he said to Pilate, my, my followers would be physically fighting to keep me from being captured. They would be physically resisting and revolting. We know that this wasn't the way of Jesus. We, we know that he told one of his most loyal friends and followers, Peter, to put his weapon away and to do the exact opposite. Pilate struggled to understand what he was trying to say or what he was saying. Uh, Pilate only understood, apparently, the, the physical layer of power and authority. So when Jesus talked about having followers, Pilate asks, okay, so wait, are you a king or aren't you? Poor Pilate seems so confused. Jesus replied, it's, it's you who are calling me king. But let me tell you why I was born. And maybe he's maybe he was going to make this explanation because in those days the, the the means of becoming a king of a particular tribe or nation was to be born into the line of succession. It wasn't something you chose, but something chosen for you before your birth, simply born into it. But Jesus said, "This is not why I was born to be the king of some sort of physical tribe or nation or people." Rather, he said, he was born in order to testify to the truth. He wasn't born for reasons related to human power and authority and control. He wasn't born to rule people or to rule over them. He was born in order that everything about him, his words, his actions, his teachings, his attitudes, his convictions, his joy, his anger, his relationships, everything about his life and death would reveal truth to people. And not just to a certain people one particular tribe or nation or race or religion, but reveal the eternal truth of God and humanity to all people, every nation, every tribe, every creed and race and tongue. And so his followers, those who follow Jesus, aren't those who submit to his physical reign, who feel obligated to legalistically allow him power and control over their lives, and, and that they would thereby become part of a physical tribe of people differentiated from other people. Rather, his followers are all those who belong to the truth uh, and therefore belong to him. Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, all those whose lives are aligned with what is universally and timelessly true, they belong to him. And those who belong to him and seek to follow him are those whose words, actions, teaching, attitudes, 
convictions, joy, anger, relationships, everything are aligned with the truth that he, Jesus, revealed. His purpose is not to create a kingdom that's built upon power, fear, and control, but a kingdom built upon the truth, enabling freedom and peace. If we are to commit our lives to what is truly true, not to things that are false, not to people who don't fully embody truth, then we listen to Jesus' voice. That is our claim. Christ is our king. If we honor and follow what he's revealed to be good and true, we demonstrate our belonging to him and our confession and commitment that Christ is our king. But we have to remember that it is possible to confess Christ as king in political conversations, to confess Christ as king in religious rituals and prayers and conversations, and, and yet then fail to choose actions, attitudes, words that do not belong to his truth. Therefore, demonstrating that someone or something else is our actual Lord and King. We can confess it, but if we don't choose those things that are Christ-like, we're really choosing someone else. Jesus cautioned that not everyone who calls him Lord and Lord, King and King, is actually abiding in his kingdom on earth. Uh, but only those who do the divine will by following his voice. He reminded us that if we commit to following him, that doesn't mean that we're seeking to install him in the center of physical, political, governmental systems, nor does it mean that the we are habitually pious and religious around him, but what it really means is that we keep his commands, that we do what he asks of us. We love as he loved first. We heal and help like he healed and helped. We sacrifice for the sake of others as he sacrificed for the sake of others. We choose him and his ways, often very different from the norms of this world, we are those who choose the narrow gate that leads to life. This is what makes us Christians. For those very first followers to confess Christ as king meant that they were compelled and willing to choose the ways of truth, uh, the way of Jesus, over the ways, laws, the norms of Caesar, of local Roman leadership like Pilate, of Roman centurions, of the Pharisees, scribes, and other theocratic rulers who had authority over the people, choose him over other gods like Mammon, who is this metaphorical god of wealth and privilege, like we might talk about, worshiping and serving the almighty dollar. It was a countercultural and dangerous confession that it was Christ alone who would have the authority in their lives to dictate their actions and attitudes and words. Yes, they lived under the physical rule, of Caesar and Pilate and the chief priests, but to confess Christ as king meant that Jesus' authority over their daily living trumped all these other voices. The end of the narrative that we relive and retell year after year after year cannot end with us Christians then failing to commit ourselves to Christ. Instead, spending our lives seeking power, money, fame, comfort, pleasure, avoidance of fear, whatever, serving ourselves, 
serving someone else other than Jesus because it benefits us, whether that's political leaders, religious leaders and doctrine, or the desires and the fear, fears of the self. So when we do that, we may still have Christ as Savior, whose gift of salvation unto us we take for granted, but without having Christ as Lord and King, making the commitment to live and act in accordance with his will and not our own. When this happens, it demonstrates that, that Christ is who he says he is, but that we aren't. Only when we make our confession of Christ as king and not just savior, and we grant him the final say about who we are and what we are to do, that we live into the fullness of our claim to be Christian. It is the triumphant conclusion of the story of Christ when we, the church, live faithfully as his followers, choosing to live in his kingdom on earth rather than the kingdoms of the self or of the rulers of the world. This has indeed been one heck of a year. We um, heard and lived the seasons of Advent and Christmas 2020, Epiphany Lent and Easter 2021 via Zoom for those who are part of our community of faith and action. We reopened the doors to the sanctuary in the summer celebrated the Pentecost gift of God's Spirit poured out on all of us, regardless of whether we were in person or on Zoom. And we spent much of our time being ordinary and that we were looking for and listening for the Spirit of God to lead and guide and reshape us, because that's the heartbeat of who we are as the church in the world. And our Christian year came to its conclusion. And with our commitment as Valley Forge Presbyterian Church to feed the hungry, to welcome the children, to house the vulnerable, despite the fear and uncertainty, this, this amazing vision that God has given us for our future as a church. We have made our confession that Christ is King. So today and throughout all the years that are before us, we as Christians proclaim all glory to God, the Father and Creator, all glory to Christ, our King, all glory the spirit of God among us. Thanks be to God for a year of thriving despite challenge and a year of amazing spiritual growth unto the service and glory of Christ our King. Amen. Peace be to all. Be safe. Be well. Take care.